A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earle and A.M. Kozak. Hello and welcome to the Small Machine Talks. This is episode 19. I'm Amanda Earle. And I am A.M. Kozak. We're going to talk to you about a few things that have happened recently and a few things that have been interesting to us in the last while. I guess first we're going to start with recent events. Already? We're just going to jump right in? Yeah, unless you have something else you want to say when we uh, beforehand. Well, I guess not. Is everything, uh, how's, how's your poetry life going? Everything's... Everything's going well? Yeah, I've been mostly uh, shut up in my apartment and uh, because I have an issue with my foot, so I have been avoiding uh, the matting crowd and, and staying uh, staying inside and, and doing a lot of writing. I have a few events and uh, things coming up uh, in August, so... Uh, All right. Yeah. So, uh, from my notes here, did you only go to one event? Did you go to Tree in the June 27th Hot Ottawa Voices? That was after our last podcast. I did not go to that, actually. Oh. Did you? No, I didn't. No, but I heard it was. I heard it was quite good. And Hua Nguyen also read, and I heard she was excellent. They have uh, they have the videotapes, and they've also started doing uh, uh, redoing uh, videos of um, of also people in the open mic as well. So you oh, can nice. go to town and listen all you'd like to that if you'd. Yes, I went to uh, the Sawdust, which uh, this month I guess uh, it took place at uh, Black Squirrel Books and. Uh, upstairs uh yes it was on the main floor and uh that was the crowd was great i would say one thing i said at the time is that the um the sweetness that was at uh poor boy i thought it had to do with poor boy but no it just has to do with sawdust it was great it was a lovely time the open mic was really excellent and in particular scott lemoyne who is the main uh who is the partner of the uh, feature reader ben ladusser he read uh, i've never heard him read poetry before and he was responding to some poems that ben wrote and he was great Doug Dumay was uh, he had some really excellent poems Connie Clayton memorized hers which I'm always astounded mm-hmm. by I can't even remember I can't even remember my name half the time and uh, yeah and there at the open mic there were there were just it was just a good vibe too like it the whole thing was a nice night they're moving to Bar Robo though for yep. their next and um, pot potentially for the future as well but the yeah. next one that'll be good for me to be close by I know same close here yes. yeah I mean that night um, that the sawdust there was a red blacks game and getting to getting going south on bank is almost impossible so I, I always as much as I love black squirrel books I hate having to get there when it's when it's busy mm-hmm. and if my foot wasn't bad I would have just walked all the way there but uh, I couldn't do it so mm-hmm. yeah so I just had to sit stand right on the bus with a bunch of people dressed in red and black who acted like they've never ridden a bus before that was always fun <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to a number of things this past month. I want to start off by saying something I did not go to, though, because it looked, uh, I've heard a lot about it, and it looked interesting to me. There was the uh, Gamma Grand Opening in Montreal, which is an inter-arts collaborative space by Godbird, and involved in that is uh, Ashley from Metatron and Laura Broadbent, among others. And um, I encourage people to, to Google it, check it out, um, to see what it's all about. And um, July 2nd, I was in Kingston for, for a weekend. I saw there was an outdoor concert uh, by Busty in the Bass that was quite good. But then the next day, there was Art Fest. Actually, the, for three whole days, there was Art Fest. And you, you read, right, of that? I did, I did read. I performed. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> performed. Uh, and um, yeah, it was three days of 
they had a lot of vendors in this in this park and in one of the well it's not really a vendor but they have a poetry tent that Bruce Kaufman Bruce Kaufman organizes and he was launching a anthology he edited kind of responded to Canada 150 so oh, okay. where we've been where we where we go type of idea Right. Um, and he, he has a radio show as well. He, yes, show. he does. Uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I don't have it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll try to remember to put up a link to the show. Yeah, he's been doing that for a number of years, and he, it's, it's uh, in archived, so you can listen to it. Yeah, he said he was recording poets or poems from the, from the festival for probably for his, his show. show. Yeah. Yeah, or like, just randomly for the radio. <laughs> we don't know. And he uh, organizes a monthly open mic right. in Kingston as well. Do you Have you heard anything about our fest before? Are you familiar with it? No, I, I mean, I think it's uh, this is not the first year they've done it, eh? I don't no, think so, yeah. Sure. I think it's going to be the third year, I want to say. How do you, when you get go to Kingston, how do you go? Do you... Do well, you... Um, there are, I would normally just take a take a Greyhound yeah. or rent a car or ride share. It was the Canada 150 weekend, though, and getting anywhere was a nice... Oh, right. <laughs> the prices were jacked up like crazy. I did end up getting... On the Greyhound, but uh, it was expensive. I should have. Yikes! But uh, fun weekend in Kingston. Don't get to go there too often, so that was uh, that was good. And um, another event I went to, July tenth, there was the Papa Poetry event by Urban Legends oh, yes. Origin Studios. Great. Where, yep. And um, there was a few special guests that did a one poem each, and there was four features, two of which were music, and two of which were spoken word. Um, there was one poet who was on a tour. Uh, I think she was just kicking up her tour from Vancouver, and I can't remember her name. And I looked on their Facebook page and event page, and they don't list the names of the performers. So I, oh, damn! She was really funny though. Uh, she wrote some. She had some good, um, good poems, good funny poems. And then there was a, a group. There's this dude kind of playing, um, like almost like jazz guitar, while this other guy was rapping <laughs> over it. Um, well, like rapping was po- it's you know spoken word rap somewhere in between the two, or and it was. It was quite good. I don't know. It was a good. Uh, it was a good vibe. If you've ever been to Origin Studio, I still have not been there yet. The I... ceiling is like, a, like cupboards. It looks like cupboards. It has like what do you call it when you open a cupboard? A knob. <laughs> like knobs. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. I was going. I, I my mind went to all kinds of places, which was like open. <laughs> That's the best I could come up with. So, oh boy, yeah, it was an interesting space. Um, and they, it looks like I think that might have been the first one they did. The pop up. Yes, they're and doing another one. Coming. Another one coming up in yeah. and soon. Mm-hmm. So I went to that. Uh, I went to Blues Fest one night. Oh my God, I've never felt so old in my life. Blues Fest. <laughs> oh. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and I went to, now I want to know more. What I wonder what that means. Oh, like a bunch of, it, it was. There were so many like young teens there who seemed to have somehow gotten like, like booze bracelets. bracelets. Yeah, and they, you never mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, someone's nineteen, they look young. Yeah, but there was no way there was so many people who looked like thirteen, and there were. It was just, and that was that was the night that it was in the papers a lot of. Uh, oh, they had issues. Yeah, yeah it was that night. That was last night I went. Of course, um, you were you were the troublemaker. I'm sure. <laughs> just too many. Um, too many know, crowds. Too many young people who were really drunk. Sounds like university all over again. Um, So that was Blues Fest. Um, July 14th, I went to, um, there was an Ottawa, not Ottawa, Canada Dance Festival. um, And um, the NAC, I went to Marie Chenard from, uh, she's a 
What do you call it when you're not like a composer, but you're a... Choreographer? Yeah, yeah, for Montreal. I win this time. I, I lost last time. That's better. And it was an interpretation of Hieronymus Bosch's Guard of Earthy Delights. Oh, yeah, that looked interesting. It yeah. very interesting. I have never seen... I'm trying to branch out. I'm really interested in performance, right? Performance yeah. of, of, you know, word-based performance, but all, all performance. So I thought, okay, let's let's check out some dance. Yeah. Let's kind of see what their performance is like, and maybe some ideas can light for for poetry or for. Yeah, well, you're also doing plays, so I mean, yeah, you've yeah. got you have to think about movement of the body when exactly. you're exactly. And I've been interested in movement for a while, so I thought there's a there's a new way to look at movement. Yeah. Um, I didn't, and I, I remember I th- I thought about this after, but when I went in there, I didn't really realize like contemporary dance, a lot of it's done completely naked. And, ah. yeah, and at first, <laughs> how lovely! Person, you know, dances out onto the stage. I like, it's like, I kind of squinting. Are like, they wearing clothes? Like, Wait a second, she's completely naked, and yeah, their yeah. entire, they're all completely naked the entire time, and you kind of get used to it. But not entirely. <laughs> that's good. I think the idea of getting used to nudity would be too bad. So that's good. That's a part of it. That's. But you know what? Even though I was distracted, to be honest, for a lot of it, it was uh, it was excellent. It was very. You were distracted. There's, you know, there was a reading that happened. There's, there's a, a group called Naked Poets, like or no, uh-huh. Naked Boys. I guess I don't know exactly what it's called. Naked something to do with men, and they had a, they had a reading in Ottawa, uh, July seventeenth, I think it was at live on Elgin. I didn't, I didn't go, were actually, but were they naked? They were complete from the from the photos they showed of the actual like. Uh, I mean, they always show pictures of because it's Facebook. They showed them with books covering right. certain parts, but uh, you know, apparently they, it's. Uh, they are completely in the nude and it's it's men in the nude and uh, anyway I, I wasn't there but uh, so um, they, there used to be something I don't know if it's still on called the naked news where people read news in the na- oh, yeah. in the news in the yoga yeah so there are you can do things while naked I'm not a person who likes to be naked so you will not see me except in certain circumstances so you will not see me at any anything like that as a performer as as a person watching I will probably watch but uh, it sounds nice about the dance, though. That's good. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. There was... So your play is going to be naked. All the actors. No, and... Not too bad. It's in a, it's in a park. Um, but <laughs> even even more of the reason to be naked. No. The second uh, so it was in three, I guess acts because it's, it's based on the triptych, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the second act was based on I guess what the hell or the like, you know that yep. type of thing. And it was uh, it was just like cacophony. It's just like so many. This, the earlier acts are like no, no like props on the stage but this one is just like stuff everywhere wow going nuts but they're also like dancing and then every once in a while every few minutes they would end up sort of like in a line or like you know in, you know in a certain predefined way in relation to hmm. each other and, and then do all the same movements together for like a minute wow and, uh, yeah i mean that must have been crazy to choreograph all that it was just trying to thinking about how to how much precision is involved in even just the placement of bodies and the movement on a stage, 10 people all together, it's, you know, it's, uh, it made me think a lot about uh, stage and performance. And Choreography, that, uh, yeah. yeah. Whereas it, some of us stiff poets can barely handle being in front of a mic. walk up there and just, you know, stand. <laughs> Nervously <laughs> trembling with our papers. Yeah, I can't imagine having to do... I, we'll talk later on. Uh, we have uh, our next podcast is with Jamal Jackson Rogers, and we'll talk about some choreography and the work that he's done. I'm amazed. To be able to talk and move at the same time, I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's great. 
And uh, the next day, July 15th, was the launch of ARC 83. Right, the yeah. The issue. So performing with Kate Lazaga, Deanna Young, Michael Bluen, and Karen Massey. And they also announced the new editorial board. And that was at the Manx. Yeah. And Kayla won the Poem of the Year contest, she too. Did. That's yeah. super. I'm really I'm really happy for her. That's great. Yeah. The yeah, poem was she, great. And she read that poem there. And uh, it was fun. It was a good turnout. So. Where was that? Where? Oh, the Manx. Oh, right, the Manx. Yeah. Nice, yes. The Manx, yeah. So, um... What's your poem called? Something about something about uh, lanterns. I've got the issue of Ark back behind you, Aaron, but we won't. But yeah, yeah we won't. We won't uh, search through it. But there is lantern is the key word in the title. We'll we'll see if that's true there. later. Uh, another event that I did not go to, but uh, I want to mention just because uh, I really like the lineup. The Words on Stages had their season finale in Toronto at Night Four Books. It was continually is continuing to do very interesting and exciting things. Uh, just recently, someone recently announced that they were doing chat books. And, uh, performing at that event was Kate Hargreaves from Windsor, Phoebe Wang, and Domenica Martinella. So uh, great, great performers. Wish I could have made it. And uh, the 28th of July... Um, the last, yeah, the last few days of July, I didn't do poetry things per se, but again, I went to some, I went to hip hop karaoke the other okay. night. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> it was, uh, and it's not exactly what it's, it's sort of what it sounds like. It is karaoke, but there's no words. So the performers, they sign up ahead of time and have to have memorized the whole song. Oh, yikes. And Come on. Like a real deed, like it's the, quite the sound system and wow. a DJ and they have a hype person who's like a host, but also does like backing vocals and they're like, wow, you know, if you're at a club, they sometimes like stop music for a second and then you like, and then they, I know nothing about okay, this. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, it's, it seemed very like, you know, a real, you know, performer. And um, people were dancing and like, wow, it was, it's the it was, pressure. It was quite, um, I was appreciating it just for the, the event, the performance element of it. It was very interesting. Wow. Um, you were certainly had a lot of things you'd gone to. <laughs> yeah. And the other performance thing, if you're familiar, if you're around Ottawa, you've probably heard of La Machine. Yeah. Um, I went to see that, which is. And where the small machine talks. Right, so, you know. Right, right. It, and it's, uh. I, when I was reading about it before, when it was coming to town, it was it was talking about how it's you know it's citywide performance art, and if you see it, it, it absolutely yeah. is. It's uh-huh. you get there's these levers that are that control the I don't know the monster machines, I guess, um, with people in them like controlling their movements, right. and the spider has like five pods like trailing the spider part, and there's an orchestra playing. And each of the pods has members of the orchestra playing in it. It's very interesting. And they had, apparently they had like some indigenous, uh, like opening ceremony and some dancers too. So they tried to, yeah, I mean, I'm a curmudgeon. I don't like, I don't like crowds at all. And to me, it just, the whole thing sounded extremely kitschy. I know, I know no one likes to hear that. So I stayed away. I mean, (laughs) both Charles and I are used to uh, small towns where you have things like some big uh, thing waving his hand, you know, happy hands as Charles had in, in, in so it just kind of like um yeah it's just totally not my scene but I'm glad I'm glad people had fun I got flack on Facebook because I because I sort of carped about it but you know I'm just that's just me I don't like crowds first of all so what know. I kind of liked about it it's is a, that 
the the city and the mm-hmm. architecture becomes, becomes like, part of the yeah, like yeah background no. as a moving for a mobile piece of art. Yeah, that is interesting for sure. Yeah, so conceptually, I thought it was yeah. interesting. I, I mean, it sounded like people enjoyed it as long. I mean, for me, I thought unless you're four or high, I don't see why you would like it. But you know, that's a, that's just I'm again curmudgeon. Unless anyway. you're what four or high, you know. That's a, but uh, so you know, it's just uh, but uh, you know that's okay. I'm I'm not big on crowds, and so I tend to avoid them. That's and the the other fun part of it is you could you try to sort of predict where they're going so that because it gets you can kind of see it for a minute it goes by and then you're kind of stuck there's a crowd around you right but then you're just like oh if i can sort of predict where it's gonna go i can get a better view and i can like take this back road to like get there like ahead of the crowd and, right like, right and that was kind of fun it was like um, a little adventure game yeah, in it a way like well, a, that's fun yeah, yeah like it was almost like an escape room type of type of thing there you go well it sounds like it was fun and the good thing too is it seems to have brought a lot of business to the city and somehow it's part of canada 150 a yeah. bunch of people from france i don't I, yeah okay there's a connection there somewhere but uh, we'll see um, yeah and the other thing i went to was the chinatown night market oh good yeah that i could hear that from here actually yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not far away, and uh, the only thing is they have the smelly tofu, and it really is smelly. Smelly. Yeah. <laughs> is that the name of a, uh, yeah, the, that, that the, could the be vendor, a... It's yeah. actually, actually the actual name is smelly tofu. Really? And what yeah. what was the smell that it, it evoked for I, you? It, I don't even know what to compare to. Like, it's, I think it must be some kind of fish, uh, mixtures of fish, like deep fried fish. Sounds like fun. I, I'm sorry I missed I missed that too. Again, I, I heard it. I I but I didn't go. Yeah, that that was the events I went to. That's a lot of events. And Ottawa is really thriving in the summertime. We get a little less busy for for uh, literary events, but mm-hmm. more busy but for performance. For performance. So that's that's great. I guess uh, that's it. Yeah, let's take a little take a little break and then All we'll right. come back with something else. All right. So the next thing I thought would be fun to talk about is some of uh, recent podcasts and things and links to uh, blogs and stuff that are poetry related. Uh, so the Slackline Creative Arts Series, which is run by uh, former Ottawa poet Evan Hoskins, has started a podcast called Slackcast, and it's hosted by former Inwardian Drew Douglas, and uh, also uh, featured in the first episode was Catherine Stagg. So it featured uh, A.G. Stainsby, who's an emergent poet um, uh, she, I guess she did a showcase a few months ago, and uh, uh, Slackline has just celebrated its first year. So we'll put up the link to its uh, podcast mm-hmm. and say happy anniversary to, to Slackline. Mm-hmm. Another former Ottawa uh, resident, Mallory Tater, who's now in BC, has started mm-hmm. a new interview series called Glamato, which is Stiff Drinks and Strong mm-hmm. Women, which is great and it's delightful. And she, uh, there have been, I guess, seven interviews so far. The last one was with Kayla Saga. And what they do is they uh, sit on a patio somewhere often and they, they drink Caesars, or if they're vegetarians, they don't drink Caesars because apparently it's Clamato juice has yeah. the clam have, juice in it. I'm not sure if they've had any vegetarians on. Yet. They have. They had uh, Dina. Uh, actually, uh, Dina. Uh, yeah, so she had something different, like a martini or something uh, like that. Right. And for Kayla's. Flexible. Yeah, so Kay, well, yes, I'm sure Mallory would say, You must have a Caesar. <laughs> it must be alcohol. I don't care. No, I, I'm sure that she doesn't do that. So, yeah, so there have been seven interviews so far. And I think for the last one, Kayla actually brought to. Uh, I guess they, they had. Uh, a whole, a, a, Kayla made them, and she brought uh, vodka in a Tupperware container. So, to, no, I think it was a private, like her, okay. her place, or I, I think so. Yeah. So, um, what they say about the what Mallory says about Glamato, it's a fun, safe space for us to critique, share, and offer thoughts about what our current literary climate in Canada looks like and where it needs to go. It's also a space for emerging or established writers to chat about their upcoming projects, um, writers they're reading, and to promote local events. I really, I, I, I listened to a bit of. 
of a few of them. And I, I was really impressed, actually, with Mallory's questions. They're very friendly. Um, they're very in, in, insightful. I, uh, she, they talk about a person's writing and generally about poetics and community. I learned that Adele is co-organizer of the Tonic Reading mm -hmm. Series and Dina, the Real Vancouver Writer Series, which I didn't know. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's something, and I'll put up. Uh, I'll, I'll remember. Sometimes I say I'm going to put up links, and then I don't do it. So yeah, I always trust that you just do it. I never check. I could lie. I'll put up the link. Uh, yeah, but now, no. So far, no one's. So far, no one's called me. Actually, for the last podcast, I, I a couple of things we said were wrong, and Chris uh, Johnson uh, was kind enough to kind on enough, yeah. uh, on. No, it's helpful actually on on Twitter to tell us that we you know to correct our how old our our arc was, and I can't remember anymore, and a few other things. So yeah, it's like forty years. Oh, oh, here we go again, Chris. <laughs> Would you like to check us out there I think and it see? Was Seventy-eight. I want to say they started in nineteen seventy-eight. Could be. I was alive, so whatever. It's. It's. I was still here. I also. I'll also give a couple thumbs up to Tomato. It's my opinion. Is, uh... Yeah, your, your opinion is relevant. <laughs> it's a podcast with both of us. I'm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, people that have been on it so far. I, you know, are people whose work I enjoy. So, um, and I'm. I'm sure Mallory will continue to get good people on as well. Yeah, it's it seems like a really interesting thing, and I, I again I love stiff drinks and strong women. I, I I enjoy both those, so I think it sounds great. Um, I, the other thing is with Dina on um, on um, uh, being one of the interviewees. I also thought about the podcast that she and Daniel Zamparelli run, which we haven't talked about yet, called Can't Lit. And I have to tell you that it actually was a little bit of an inspiration for me wanting to start a poetry podcast. And mm -hmm. I'll put up a link to it. Um, it actually, it's quite fun. And it reminds me of Harmontown. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's a podcast yeah. run by Dan Harmon, who wrote the TV show Community. Oh. It's got that kind of same z zany feel. And I don't know, it's, it's quite enjoyable anyway. So that's... Uh, that's all I've got for podcasts and links for now, unless you have anything new. I do not have any links. All right. No links, no podcasts from Aaron today. Well, you know, he was going to all those events, and I was staying in, so I had time to listen to things. I'm still listening a lot to the West Wing Weekly, which isn't poetry, but it's it's been really, uh, really entertaining. So uh, there's that. All right. We'll come back in a minute. I guess the next section is the news, which we is it. According to my 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 notes here, I have I have news. Yes. Yeah, so uh, what's what's new with with you, or shall we start with me? Or well, why don't we start with the city of Ottawa grant story you got? Here. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm happy to announce that Bywords received a city of Ottawa grant for 2016, which uh, 2017. Sorry, this is 2017. I momentarily forgot what year we were in. And uh, yes, yeah, so soon we will have our John Newlove Poetry Award judge Jillian C will be deliberating over the poems for the award so Very and then nice. that will um in october we'll have the reading at the writers festival in which everyone will find out who won the award and who was shortlisted for the award and we're currently just finishing off uh, this year's uh, last year's chapbook winner uh, chapbook from the last year's winner uh, called ashes by andrew lafleche so we're just in the final editing processes of that that's that's it for bywords for now cool. yes so what else is there? Well, we, we has some new yeah we mentioned already this, but we didn't mention their names. So Ark has uh, some of their editors have changed. Dwali Islam now becomes uh, Ark's poetry editor. She's replacing Rhonda Douglas. Uh, Rusty Prisk has a new position start as spoken word editor, which that's new. So that will be mm -hmm. interesting to see. Jennifer Baker is becoming the reviews editor. So that's. Uh, that's that, and we already mentioned that uh, Kayla Saga won the Arc Poem of the Year, so that's the great. Lanterns. Yeah, and um, something about lanterns. Since we were uh, talking about uh, Mallory earlier, 
She's for a part of a team of uh, people who started a new press. Or yes. Rahila's Ghost. Rahila's Ghost yes. Press. And they're releasing um, some chapbooks. Jake Byrne from Montreal is going to have a chapbook with them. And Megan Jones from Vancouver, who's poetry really like as well, is, is uh, having a book come out, as, uh, among others. And they have a pretty interesting event, looks like, coming up in, in August. It's in Vancouver, though, so I won't be going. But Yeah, we won't be able to fly there, unfortunately. Dina Delbucci is making her advice booth debut, whatever that means. This is very that sounds great. Yeah. Advice booth debut. So yeah, yeah, what is this? Is that like Lucy, you know, on, on Peanuts? Five cents, and she gals, she tells uh, Snoopy or Charlie Brown with all his problems. Yeah, you know? and it sounds like apparently <laughs> Adele is uh, making popcorn, gourmet popcorn. Woo. Too bad we're not in uh, Vancouver for that. For many reasons. <laughs> for many reasons. For many reasons. Yeah. Um, that was my news. Well, that's that's good news. I think that's that's all I have for news. All right. So let's talk about uh, what we're currently reading, shall we? What are you currently reading, Aaron? Well, I'm just. I or had, finished. I had started reading. See, I had finished a couple of things, but I, I didn't write down, so I forget, right? Uh, but I am just about finished. It's something I started a long time ago and keep it kept coming back to. Arlene Curry's He Leaves His Face in the Funeral Car. Ooh. Um came a couple of years ago. I've never heard of that. I don't know. It's a book. I it's like the, I like the title. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't. I, I think a lot of poems are about her, her, her father dying. Mm. Um, yes. So. And what made you pick that one up? Do you remember? You just saw it and I. I get so many poetry books from so many places I don't know. Uh, but uh, the reason why I was sort of reading this is I opened up the the first poem that one day and it was about uh, about um, an animal getting killed. And, um, so you I, care about those things, yeah, so I'm a big animal rights person. You have you have a rabbit, so that's I have a, two rabbits. You have two. Did you always have two, or this well, is a second? I've had two for like four or five years. Okay. I thought maybe this was news, but no, apparently no, it's not. No, no more pets. What are your rabbits' names? Can I ask? Uh, is it a private? Edward Hopper. <laughs> of course. And Elsie. Elsie. Well, I don't know what Elsie's name is Elsie for. But that's that's it doesn't have a uh, there's no deeper meaning to her name. All right. That's how, that's what she said her name was. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so that was the that's why I got interested in reading that book. I've also been reading um, read different pieces of the online mags and like, mm-hmm. like bad news. Yeah. Took, I read some of uh, the latest issues. Uh, bad news just came out. And then um, our two issue, I was flipping through that. Uh, I read a poem by Susanna Derritz in there. Lovely artwork this month with yeah. a yes. And I also have been reading some plays. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm finishing, trying to finish my uh, play. Are you a person who believes in reading the same genre when you're working within the genre? Some people don't. I don't know if I believe in it, but um, it's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm doing it right now because I was I've been feeling stuck, right? So I'm, I just read Harold Pinter's The Birthday Party. Oh. Pinter's a, po- uh, a playwright. I really like. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's very dark, very dark. Yeah, so uh, it's quite good. I recommend it. I recommend. Um, is your uh, is your play a dark? type thing Maybe or it'll become one now <laughs> all right not super dark not as dark as the birthday party but uh it's some, it's some macabre is that the right way to use that word it's an, to it? sure well I, don't, I haven't i haven't seen i don't have no know your place so i have we'll no idea we'll go with that all right uh so that's kind of uh that's kind of what i've been uh reading and i'll keep 
reading things. We hope he ke- we hope you keep reading the Small Machine Talks podcast ruins reading for Aaron. No, we don't. We don't really want that to happen. What about you? What do you read? Ah, uh, I'm in love. I'm not finished yet. I'm in love with this book by an American you poet. Macabre here in the notes. Oh, uh, there it's right there. Erica L. Sanchez, Lessons on Expulsion. This is a fantastic book. First of all, I I discovered her through the um. There's a poetry foundation has a as a poem of the day that they email out to you if you sign up for their newsletter. I highly highly recommend it. Uh, it's both uh, contemporary and uh, older poetry. And uh, wow, I just fell in love with a poem of hers called Sodad, which was wonderful and then i i ordered her book and oh my gosh it's such a good um yeah i would say yeah vivid imagery uh, macabre very sexy disquieting and also i have to say that um i really love poem imagistic poem if i can still use that term today poems with a lot of imagery in it and i've been thinking about how it's really what i like to i i just i get so excited when i read an image that works and like right. like one of the things we i didn't mention is for um they saw us reading when Ben was Ben Ladusser was the feature. He was amazing, and that was it. His images were so good, but they also made a lot of sense at the same time. And so, both on the surface and the deep level structure, when an image can sort of cover both, and hers are amazing. She's she's really good. I'm just starting Lisa Richter's Closer to Where We Began, and that's uh, I'm looking forward to reading that's from Tightrope Books. And something else I just finished is not a poetry book, but uh, uh, Anita Dolman's short story collection, Lost Enough, and it was really great. The characters are very understated, but it slips into the super natural and uh, very it's very interesting uh, and there's a lot of compassion there too so the, I, I highly recommend those books right. see what, I, what I'm finding is still is I, I find it hard to sit down and I'm sure I mentioned before and read a full book front to back what I normally do with poetry is I, I see a link I click around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes I don't even remember what magazine it was on you know, yeah like a poem or Sometimes I'll even see in my newsfeed there'll be a picture. Someone will take a picture of the text of, of the poem, and you'll read and that. I'll read it on the in my newsfeed as a as a post, you know. And that's, yeah. And that's these days. Uh, lately, that's how I've been encountering a lot of uh, poetry, just in kind of snippets like that. Yeah, and I think that's good too. Like, th- there's there's even like, what about that? I mean, what about the way in which we read poetry? Does it change the way maybe mm-hmm. even you write poetry or the way you mm-hmm. think of your work? You know, I think so, and that could yeah. be the reason why I prefer writing a full. Um, the full collection, like a, a, a sustained topic, but at the yeah. same time, it's yeah. my ability to to find new things or things that I wouldn't have encountered otherwise. Is a good way of doing it. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's so much. Um, uh, I'll, I'll discover poets that I, you know, had never heard of, and I click around and I, I see who. Um, there was one the other day, Hannah Green. Who, I think she's a, she's a young poet. I'm not sure where she's from, but I was clicking around. Uh, I, I just I, I discovered her, clicked around, read a few of her poems, and I really did. So you know, that's something that you yeah. can't necessarily do. Well, you, you can do it in a bookstore. You find books from, but it's so much, you know, very quick, very easy, and you just kind of yeah. media clicking around. Well, I find, like, as I said, with the, for the book by Erica L. Sanchez, what I did was I, I, I received an email with that poem, and, and then yeah. I went and sought her out. I've I'd taken a... Uh, my resolution this year is uh, something I've I've been doing all year is to deliberately read through a whole book of poems because mm-hmm. I, I sort of I've been I've been having that where I've just been sort of yeah, reading bits yeah, and pieces yeah. and so I, I've actually done this very deliberately I've read about mm-hmm. I've read a lot of uh, I don't know how many books of poems this year but I've gone through and plus I have so many poetry books in my library mm-hmm. that my own personal library that right. I've just been trying to 
uh, go through them. But again, I'm, I'm the same. Like, um, I'll, if I, if I, if I'm online, I'll find an interesting poem. I'll go to, like, I just, I went on to, um, the Manola Renew, Renew, right. Reviews new issue online and I was looking at, I, I can't remember the name of the person there, but I, I, she was there and I went, okay, I'm going to look her up right. and find her there. Right. But often or not, then I'll go and I'll look for a book either in the library to read right. of, and I'll do that or I'll, I'll buy a book. So yeah. I think the key is to, to be able to do both those things. You know, you mm-hmm. click around and, and experience new things, but also when you, when you do find something you like, if they have a collection of, you know, yeah. you find the collection. Um, that's kind of, uh, now that I'm starting to get back into literary reading, it's been, it's been slow the past couple of years being in yeah. a, being in grad school for a thing completely yeah. related to and you had to do so much reading so much already reading, right? that's it and I still was reading I'm sort of still reading poetry it's just been a lot you know slower than mm-hmm. it was when I was in studying English lit or you know not yeah. at all and you don't have to mem- it's not the same you're not going to have a test on it or something mm-hmm, or have to exactly. present a so it's even a different kind of reading it's okay mm-hmm. to dabble in a book it's okay right. to just flip through and read the occasional yeah, but, poem and but I am starting to get back into okay now I want to I'm missing, I have read mm-hmm. some full collections, but I've been missing, I've been reading as much as I would like to, so I'm mm-hmm. starting to get back into both, both of them. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes time, too. Like, I find, like, um, uh, with me, like, um, I, I now, like, will, will sit down and read for, hours in a day I have the time first of all to do mm-hmm. that but also it's sort of training like at first I, I when I was sort of got back to like reading more I was I was um, not able to even read for a long period or even read the type of stuff like say poetry or even a fiction book that wasn't just like a shopaholic or something like that you know but now I can read I can read uh, because I've been doing it for, you know you just get mm-hmm. you get stronger as you go along your concentration gets stronger mm-hmm. Just yeah. training yourself, yeah. Yeah, I think what you said before was that it does affect the way in which you write as well. If yeah. You're reading, um, if you're reading kind of little bits and pieces from all over the place, it affects the way I write. And, and yeah, I've been reading a lot of you know political things or things like that. It, it affects the way in which I write, even the style, even the subject that you yeah, write about, for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Like I know that I was one of the things happened to me when I was reading Erica's book is um, I read a bit of a poem and I had to I had to go and I wrote a quote down from one of her one of her um, poems a couple of quotes that were really great and then i ended up um just writing my own stuff just mm-hmm. because i was so inspired by that partic- right. by the whole flavor of her work mm-hmm. so yeah i consider her to be a muse right mm-hmm. now I, I actually i sent out a tweet to to verse ottawa saying oh i think you should invite her to verse fest yeah. assuming everyone has pockets full of money and you know but that would be great yeah all right. All right. Well, I think that's good for, for that topic. And right. why don't we take a little break and then come back to some uh, So let's talk about what's upcoming in uh, the, the world uh, for events, for our world anyway. Why don't you start with the first one? Urban Legends Pop-Up Poetry Event will take place on August the 4th. It's the second one. Uh, all the information is up on Byrods, uh, Byrods.ca calendar, but I know Barar Arar is one of the yeah. readers. So, it's, yeah. And uh, on August 11th, yeah. uh, Campus Launch. And... Is it in the back of Berlin, you know? If, if that works out, it will be, for sure. Oh, okay. That's the plan. Yeah, Burling is a, is a local skateboard shop on Somerset Street West, right across from the the uh, the street from uh, Art Bar and right beside Dun- or near Dundonald Park. Yeah, and not too far from Barbara Boulevard. Yeah. And there's some some great performers, uh, Natalie Hanna, Emily yeah. Sanford, Abani Islam, yeah. and... Me, apparently. So there you go. I'll be reading. Um, and then... Uh, next day. 
Uh, on the next day, Above Ground Press is having a reading uh, um, as part of the factory reading series on August 12th with Marilyn Irwin, Shane Rhodes, and Sue Landers, who's from the States, I believe. Okay, and then we mentioned the fourth Sawdust is going to be at Bar Robo on yeah. the 22nd. It's going to be a spoken word feature. Mm-hmm. Paul the Child and Blue. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, and I think there will be also, uh, Above Ground Press will have its anniversary reading at like this, their 24th anniversary, so there will be, okay. I may be reading at that. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. All right, well, to keep, uh, keep tuned for that. Yeah. And what about, we got some upcoming calls and contests and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, Bywords.ca wants your unpublished reviews of Canadian poetry books mm-hmm. and chapbooks and will pay $75 per review between 500 words and say up to 1,000. Chapbooks especially, we don't have a lot of. I'd also love to see more, um, you know, uh, reviews of a diverse, uh, you know, group of people so that would be great to see uh, uh, books and chapbooks by c- current uh, writers now is it um, chapbooks does there have to be anything associated with Ottawa with no it? no not at all it's Canadian as long as it's published in Canada and and features uh, someone who lives in works or studies in Canada then okay. that's fine uh, next, there's something called the Resurgence Prize. It's uh, with the Poetry School. It's the world's first major award for echo poetry. It's, there's a prize of 5,000 pounds because it's, I guess it's a UK award for the best single poem embracing ecological themes. And so that's um, the deadline is August 17th, and I'll put up the link for that. The next thing is, is a call for uh, papers uh, from the University of Ottawa uh, Canadian Literature Symposium. And the deadline is September 25th, and it's for Canada Concrete, both words spelled with a K, Verbo, Voco, Visual Poetries in the Multimedia Age, which sounds fascinating. And I'll put up a link for that. Uh, another thing, uh, there's going to be a joint issue of Prairie Fire and Contemporary Verse 2 uh, Canadian Indigenous Writers, and that deadline is December 15th. And finally, the Puritans Winter Issue Supplement call for Literary Suburbia, that's a, a separate thing, mm-hmm. deadline is December 31st, 2017. So your, your literary, your, your suburban-related uh, poems, I guess we can use the word macabre again. No, it's, <laughs> that's just my opinion of suburbia. But, uh, and that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, but I'm sure we can find many more calls and things, such at bywords.ca if we are interested in such things. If we are interested in such things, I, I, I think that's it. Uh, that's all I have. All right. Well, Amanda, well, it's been a, another good month yep. chatting. And uh, thank you all for, for listening to us, Babylon. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Charles O for helping us with uh, making the podcast sound good. Thanks for Jennifer Peterson for the intros and the outros. Right. And thanks to all of you. Tune in next time for our interview with Jamal Jackson Rogers, Just Jamal the Poet. Here he is with a poem. What does it mean to write a poem and be truly dedicated to it? To script its destiny into fulfillment like an infant born with infinite possibilities. To rip its pages from its spinal journal. Fold the edges like wings. Raise it to the throne of heaven's feet and serve it to the sea to set it free. Gift it back to the oblivion from whence it came. To learn from its creation and allow its existence to spark revolutions like when civilizations accept new definitions of love in their laws and lexicons. But what does it mean to know that every poem has a purpose and every person is a poem? To remember that you were born with the same intention that first burst the sun into our galaxy. To be someone's light that never diminishes. 
a source of warmth and comfort for so long that it would feel like eons, but what does it mean to write your lonely into discovery until the ink of the pen runs dry? Until the voice of the poet forges into an unforgettable crescendo? Until all things past and future filter into the covenant of time to remind us that the present is truly our present? And if there were only three minutes left to finish this poem, or less, what does it mean to fear that in those 180 seconds you will have nothing left good to say to those who need to hear it the most, including yourself? Goddamn, what does it mean to let the tears fall hard from your eyes like angry rain from the sky because for what seems like centuries you have kept so much pain inside? To ignore the work, the phone, the door, all so you can let this poem pour out of your soul the way it has been scratching at the surface of your core, digging at the space you consider to be your last hope, your source, a dark place only because you have kept this poem tucked away for days like never before, days until now when the concave glass keeper cracks at its cylinder sides, giving way to cascading glass like shards, riding tides, remnants of a poem balancing on the triumph of your smile because for the first time, you have learned to tame the tidal waves of the unknown. For the metaphor of life is to rip through ripples of doubt until you have learned to master your board, your wood, your pen, your pencil, your paper, your person, your purpose, your poem, until you finally stand tall like the willow trees we sit beneath to write out our story with a foreword that reads, dedicated to me. May I always seek to be clean, pure, free, and may these words fill me until I fear no more, until I doubt no more, until I am sure, until I am sure that I am the greatest line in the most beautiful poem ever heard. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>